Hello and welcome to series six of In Suspense, a podcast and vodcast for fans and writers of crime fiction and in our new series of minisodes with author and editor Phoebe Morgan. Phoebe Morgan is a best-selling author and award-winning editor. She studied English at Leeds University after growing up in the Suffolk countryside. She has previously worked as a journalist and now edits commercial fiction for a publishing house during the day and writes her own books in the evenings. She lives in London and you can follow her on Twitter, Instagram at Phoebe Ann Morgan, Facebook at Phoebe Morgan Author, or find her blog about publishing and writing, which is really good, by the way, at www.phoebemorganauthor.com. And we'll put all those details on the on the um, site for you. We'll list it on the on the website. Um, <clears throat> her books have sold over 225,000 copies and been translated into 10 languages, including French, Italian, Norwegian, Polish and Croatian. Her new thriller, The Wild Girls, will be published by William Morrow in the US. Her books are also on sale in Canada and Australia. Phoebe has also contributed short stories to Afraid of the Light, a 2020 crime writing anthology with proceeds going to the Samaritans, Noir from the Bar, a crime collection with proceeds going to the NHS, and Afraid of the Christmas Lights, with all profits going to domestic abuse charities. Her four thrillers can be read in any order, and uh, her next book, The Trip, will publish in February 2023. And you can find links to buy Phoebe's books in the description of the podcast and on our YouTube channel. Yes, I won't forget to do that. <laughs> um, so as before, um, each episode will be around, each mini-sode, I should say, will be around 10 minutes long, and we'll focus on different aspects of the editing process. So without further ado, let's um, crack on with the lovely Phoebe Morgan. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to our final mini-sode of series six they have been so useful um, and I have absolutely loved listening to them back so thanks again Phoebe for um, doing all these mini-sodes with us um, today we are talking about the author editor relationship which we touched upon a bit in the last episode we wanted to sort of drive um, dive in a bit deeper um, so it is a really important relationship um, because editing a book is so collab- collaborative just got that <laughs> um, but an author and editor need to be able to see eye to eye on the vision for the book so what do you think makes a strong author editor relationship so I think a lot of it is about communication and transparency and knowing that you have the same goal and are really on the same page and the same team. Um, And I think realistically, everybody does have the same goal, which is for the book to sell. And it might be that there are sort of different worries. And I know authors and, you know, being an author as well, I understand that authors do get really worried about the whole publishing process. And it can seem as though it's this sort of very... Uh, I think it can seem like an elitist industry to be honest and it can seem like an industry that's quite impenetrable and secretive and I would love you know I try in really small ways to change that and, and make it feel like an open industry and I think knowledge is power and I think authors should have knowledge and of course they're never going to know exactly what goes on in a publishing house and there are you know shorthands and shortcuts that we use in the industry that authors aren't expected to know but I think when it comes to things like sales for example 
I always do try and tell my authors what their sales are as regularly as I can. And, you know, certainly after publication, I'll update them every week for as long as there's that kind of need to. And then whenever they ask, then I will always tell them the sales. And I try to sort of sporadically, I mean, I have quite a few authors, so I don't always remember like every single week if it's been a while since pub day, but I'll sort of check in with them and and say, you know, this is where we're at in, in each format. And if the sales aren't great, you know, I think it is important to say, actually, well, these aren't quite what we're hoping for, but this is what we could do. Like, especially if it's an ebook, I can say, right, well, we're going to change the cover or we're going to put it into this promotion. Um, and also just say to them that sometimes with the best will in the world, a brilliant book doesn't sell as well as anyone wanted it to. And although we try to have crystal balls and we try our best mm-hmm. efforts, we don't, you know, some books don't catch fire and some books do catch fire when we're not expecting them to, um, because we are sort of at the mercy of the market and the readership um and I think if you can be honest with authors about that then hopefully it, it helps them to not internalize it because I think sometimes writers can yeah internalize it and think oh well my book isn't good enough and that's why it hasn't sold and in reality that isn't the case um and I also think it's important to you know explain to authors that some books have bigger marketing budgets than others and then that's why they sell to a certain extent and just sort of yeah demystify that process a little bit um so that I think I think that maybe levels the playing field a little bit and obviously if there are authors who who don't want to know their sales or actually they just want to write and they don't want to know about the industry that's absolutely fine but my sort of instinct is to try and share information with them um and also just to to work together so for example if I'm sending out proofs I'll always say to an author okay who do you want me to send these to is there anyone you know personally that might like to read and then I'll have my list as well and I'll just sort of combine lists and combine approaches um and yeah I I suppose I try and be a team with my author and and with the agent as well and and with publicity and marketing and sales um and I try and include them where I can um I'd also say sorry this is a very long answer I'd also say I just I just I, I also like to just get to know my authors and you know that's why Covid has been hard because I haven't been able to meet up with all of them but now that things are more open I am trying to see them in person or have phone calls or have zooms um and you know make it feel as though it's a personal relationship to an extent as well as a business relationship because mm. writing is a personal thing and you kind of really are putting yourself out there um and so I want I want my authors to feel as though I'm an editor that they can talk to um and you know most of them have agents as well so they they the agents fulfill that role but it, it is important that we don't feel as though we're sort of yeah behind some sort of you know thick glass that no one mm. can penetrate I don't I don't like that idea at all oh, I think that's, that's such um you might you're such an amazing editor Phoebe <laughs> so <laughs> lovely <laughs> um are there any big don'ts that you wish more authors knew is there anything that drives you mad as an editor so how how can how can authors make like your lives easier I just said I was lovely it might change your mind um (laughs) there are things yeah like you know I said I was gonna be honest I do there are things that 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 are difficult I think one of them is authors that maybe don't understand the process and so again it's about yes we can we can do more to explain the process but it's also about authors trusting us to 
know the industry better you know and, and we you know we spend a lot of time analyzing the market a lot of time analyzing data that authors just just don't have access to so like Nielsen sales data and um, analytics behind the scenes of Amazon and metadata and consumer behavior and habits and insights um, and I work at HarperCollins which is a very big publisher so that they have like an amazing team like dedicated to this sort of thing that they then share their, their learnings with us as editors um, and sometimes I think authors don't necessarily know that or respect that and they sort of will always you know you know and I never I never mind an author giving their opinion but I do mind if if they won't listen to us as, as a publisher to, to potentially mm -hmm. know what's what might be the right decision for that particular book um, so for example this it comes up a lot in regards to sort of blurbs and copy um and sort of shout lines on amazon and you know the categories that their book is placed on in amazon and sort of things like that um and i worry sometimes that authors think oh you know we're just doing it slapdash and it's like actually no we're putting like loads of energy and effort into creating this blurb or this shout line or this cover cover is another huge one um and you know we are testing it you know we're testing it on real consumers and sometimes i'll have authors say oh well I asked my son and he didn't like it or you know I asked my friend and he didn't like it and I'm like ah that does drive me a little bit mad because it's you know it is more nuanced than that um but you know that said I think it is always worth being honest I never want an author to lie and say oh yes I love it and I can't ever raise anything with you but I I guess I would like them to just sort of raise it in a you know like oh what was the thinking process that went into this or can I can I know a little bit more about that or you know who are you aiming this blurb at for example and we can always answer those questions and have that conversation um but yeah I think occasionally there are things where where it feels as though maybe they just don't trust us and and that, I suppose mm -hmm. that makes me sad even though I I do get it that you, you know you your book is so important to you and and but I suppose it's you know you, hopefully you know we kind of foster a relationship over time where they do trust us and I had an author that I took on uh last of a year and a half ago I think and um there was a particular point in the edits that she didn't want to do and I said you know in the end I said okay that's fine of course like it's your novel um and then a few months later she messaged and said actually you're right you know we should have changed it like you know I can see where you're coming from and 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 I really did appreciate that you know because I thought actually that's quite a big thing to admit and you know I'm not always right and, and and authors I do I really believe that authors are the masters of their books and I've never make I've never forced someone to make a change they didn't want all I can do is give my opinion and sort of back it up with reasoning um but yeah I think you know it, it should always be a conversation I suppose um yeah really <laughs> I, hope that sound, I hope that doesn't sound too harsh I'm just no not yeah. at all um, as both an editor and an author, you're well placed to speak from both sides, really, aren't you? Um, and having now been through the editorial process yourself with four books, um, what, what can editors do to make their authors' lives easier? Um, I, again, I think communication is a big one. I think people can really worry if editors go silent. And a lot of the time it's because we are doing stuff that maybe just doesn't involve you at that stage and we're beavering away and you know we're also working with a wide range of authors and and internal staff so I think that's another big thing just to say is that sometimes that you know if if someone hasn't got back to you yet it's because you know I would say like you know 90% of my time is in meetings with internal people and then emails and then the editing and reading is sort of almost like around that which is maybe not really how it should be but mm. 
publishing is a business so you know that does happen um but I think authors at home can kind of worry if nothing's happening and can feel as though you know what's going on with my book or why haven't I seen anything yet and so I think editors can do more to just communicate that and even just say oh you know this is what we're doing at the moment and give you maybe a bit of a timeline in terms of when you might expect things um and as an author I I would really like that as well like I because I'm juggling a lot with work I'd like to know like when I will get my edits back Mm. and you know vaguely even if not to the hour or the day or anything but just oh it'll probably be this week and and then it actually be that week and and speaking to other writers that I'm friends with I think one of their frustrations is if an editor says oh I'll get back to you next week and then actually they don't and Mm. you're just left wondering do they hate my novel or you know mm. when or or if you've set set aside time to do the edits and then you don't have them in time yeah and you're juggling childcare or whatever else then that's difficult so I think it's about editors respecting authors time as well um and and I also think one of the other things we can do is just explain explain things so mm. for example like at Harrogate Festival um I know there was sort of an author who wasn't sure how to get blurbs for her books and so she was sort of saying you know should I just go up to people and give them a copy of my book and ask them to blurb it and actually you know you can't blame someone for thinking that that's how it works because you know why why would you why would you know this stuff so I think as editors we need to explain you know we'll send out a book for quotes Mm. and we might get quotes but we might not and we can never sort of force anyone to give you a quote and and just about the sort of yeah niceties that go on in the industry as well I suppose and the sort of unsaid things and I'm not saying you know I'm not saying we should be in an industry where nothing's ever said but just sort of the little processes that take Mm. place and and also helping authors to feel comfortable I think editors should introduce authors to other writers where possible and you know tell them about when festivals are happening if they want to come and I think COVID has made that hard um, because I think you can gain a lot from being part of writer groups and you know comparing experiences and Mm finding out what's normal um and I think yeah not being able to meet anyone in COVID probably has made that hard especially for that sort of tranche of debuts who are out in sort of 2020 2021 so yeah. I think as editors we always should be going out of our way to sort of rectify that as mm. far as we can over the next year or so yeah that's that's a really um good answer and I do think from re- remembering back to being a debut I think it's a huge learning curve isn't there I think there's just this there's just so much you don't know. And that's why podcasts are so useful, like the Honest Authors podcast and us, hopefully. Um, it just, it helps empower you and give you knowledge, I think. Mm-hmm. But it is, there's just so much to learn. I think there is an assumption sometimes that authors know stuff that we really don't know. Like even now, I'm like, okay, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> but um, I wondered what piece of advice would you give to a debut author about to embark on their first edit with an editor? Gosh, um, I would say to firstly, not panic when you get the editorial notes. So maybe just sleep on it, even just take a few days to sort of mull it over. Um, I'm not very good at following this advice. I always have like really knee-jerk reaction, um, but I try really hard to sort of resist it. Um, I also find it easier to do the smaller things first. So if there's a sort of list of small things that I can do, I start by doing those while my brain is kind of ticking over thinking about the bigger things. I would also say keep an open mind. So for example, with my current book, The Trip, there was, well, basically I was asked to take out a whole kind of character um and a whole kind of piece that she was like a function that she was fulfilling in the story 
and my first thing to think was like no like she's really important to the story like I felt really strongly that I loved this character I thought no I'll give it a go and then I started and I thought oh they, she doesn't need to be there like I just I kind of have started lifting her out I haven't finished it yet so I might still panic but in the first third it definitely I was like actually this person doesn't need to be there it is better without her she's taking up too much oxygen um so I think yeah give it give it a go if you can but also you know don't don't feel as though everything your editor says is read you know you you can push back on things um you can ask for a phone call you can ask someone to clarify if an editor's written something that actually you think I don't understand what this means like what are they what are they getting at then you know say that and say sorry I'm just not really clear what you're asking for here um and one of the things I've started to do as an author is say you know what's the sort of what's the overarching feeling that isn't working in this book so it might not be a specific plot point but I might say, um, you know, what is it about this scene that isn't working for you? Like, are you not feeling tense enough? Is it not pacey enough? So I guess it's about identifying the problem. And, and, there, and you know, there, there's usually one problem and, and multiple solutions. So your editor might give you one solution, but you might come up with another one. And so don't be afraid to say that to your editor and say, actually, I didn't want to do exactly what you said, but instead I've done this. And mm-hmm. so making sure it feels like a conversation um and take and do and do take it on board you know I don't think any of us as editors want to work with authors who just won't take any edits at all because that just kind of defeats the point of the process um but yeah I think it's, it's the main thing is sort of being open-minded um and and being realistic in terms of time frame you know if, if they say can you get this done in a month and you think actually you know I, I really can't then it's it's sort of being realistic about how long you need and and having a conversation about what that might look like because often authors I think are scared to do that and then it impacts the publication date and internally there are so many things that we need to do before pub day and if a manuscript is going to come three months late we need to know that because it will impact all Mm. of these things and so it's always better to just be honest and say look I'm sorry I'm not going to meet that deadline for whatever reason this is what I'm going to aim for you know let's work out a new schedule um and we can always do that but if we don't know that that's going to happen then it makes it difficult yeah well sadly that is the end of our series of minisodes with editor and author phoebe morgan and uh, thank you so much phoebe for sharing your expertise with us over these last few weeks and uh, i i know that our listeners will have benefited greatly from all your pearls of wisdom as have we (laughs) I hope so thank you so much for having me on I hope it was useful oh it's been brilliant even just for me and Leslie I reckon it's been really useful but I I'm sure everyone else listening will have really taken some things from it Um, and I think Leslie and I really enjoying these mini shows as well and we've got another expert lined up for the next series as well so we're very excited Um, do, do remember to check out Phoebe's full episode interview where she talked about the wild gals um the editing process and location 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 and that is series five episode seven but for now um it's time to say goodbye from phoebe bye thank you so much and goodbye from leslie bye bye and goodbye from me goodbye